Hey, I'm Sean. And I'm Jesse. And, and we're, we're the, the DMs, DMs of, of Vancouver. Vancouver. We're two newish DMs who are still getting the hang of the whole DM thing. So we sit down with a friend every couple of weeks and pick their brain on their approach to DMing. So come along as we figure out how to help our players have the best time possible at the gaming table. Today's episode is brought to you by Adventure Dice. Adventure Dice is an online dice shop based here in Vancouver, selling a variety of dice and other gaming accessories. Personally, I'm a big fan of their rolling trays and the Grounded Pixie Dice Set. Adventure Dice ships for free anywhere in Canada, and if you use the code DMV at checkout, you can get a 10% discount on your purchase. That's DMV for a nice discount on your new tabletop gear. Find the shop at adventuredice.ca and roll for adventure! Hey folks, welcome to another episode of DMs of Vancouver. We're doing a bonus episode about playing remotely. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we're all kind of going through social isolation together right now. Uh, both Sean and I are okay. Uh, we're both healthy and we've got lots of food and stuff, but we wanted to put out this episode to help you all play some D&D from home during these kind of trying times. Yep, because it's, well, it's important that you... Uh, self-isolate you don't have to be socially distant during these times you can still do stuff with your friends just means that you have to do it online through various tools that we're going to be talking about today yeah and i would encourage you if you've got the energy for it to try and make more of a point of talking to your friends and stuff that's what i'm doing i'm notoriously bad for keeping in communication with people and i'm trying to talk to at least one other person who's not someone who lives with me every day that's a good idea yeah. Uh, so let's dive into this. Uh, I think the best place to start is probably the big two that most people know about. Although at this point, I think one of them has gotten bigger than the other. Uh, and I'm talking about Fantasy Grounds and Roll20. So uh, Roll20 these... would be the bigger one at this point, right? Yeah. I think Roll20 has started to get a lot of folks signing up for it rather than Fantasy Grounds. Because uh, Basically, these are both sites that are virtual tabletops. They let you as the DM uh, create virtual maps, uh, handouts. uh, They'll keep track of character sheets. They usually have uh, a way for the GM to hide information from players so that uh, players only see what they're supposed to on the... Like If you're looking at a map, for example, you can hide bits and pieces of it until they get into that room. Um, There's also tools at least built into roll 20 which i've used and i'm fairly certain that fantasy grounds has this as well but uh ways for you to do stuff like rolling dice or a roll 20 has a feature that lets you build a a card deck if you want to play poker or something you can make that work with roll 20 very cool um so you know it sounds like they have lots of features but what are what are some drawbacks to at least roll 20, which I know we've both used at this point. Yeah. For me, the drawbacks as the DM are it's, it is a, if for me, at least it felt like more work than playing in person. Uh, and the reason for that for me is that when I'm playing in person, I'm okay with having just a, a bad map that I've done on graph paper because I'm going to be drawing it on a Chessex battle mat with a wet erase marker. So it doesn't have to be good, but when it's on a computer screen, there's that computer nerd part of me that it's on a computer screen. I want it to look nice. 
I think there's something to to uh, and this is from a player's perspective because I've never DM'd on Roll Twenty, but I feel like kind of in a similar vein that like um, when the map is less tactile when it's up on a screen, you more notice that it's just a bunch of squares and circles and stuff. Yeah, uh, one thing I will say is that I found it easier to do theater of the mind as the DM because you can use the maps as more of a a mood board. So rather than, for example, putting up a map of the town, I would find images of fantasy towns that people have drawn and find like, okay, they're, they're arriving at a small hamlet. I'll find a couple of images that give them a, an idea of the character of this small village that they've arrived at and throw those up on screen. Or if they're talking to an NPC, I'll throw that picture up on the map and uh, using the the interface of roll 20 more as a way to just keep track of distance rather than like absolute positioning and using the grid that way. Um, so there are a lot of features and uh, some of them, I, I not sure what they've done for folks during these trying times, but I think they have opened up some of the paid features to people with free accounts. Um, but well, why don't we quickly check? We've got time. Um, <laughs> that is an excellent idea. Yeah, so, roll twenty coronavirus. <laughs> uh, let's see. Roll twenty blog. There we go. Marketplace roundup. Stay safe. Play at home. Uh, okay, so for free users, they've uh, they've got a play from home pack of tokens and maps that are free until July fourteenth. They've got quick start rules and what looks like a module for Call of Cthulhu. Oh, They've cool. got uh, the Master's Vault, which is a uh, introductory module, I think, designed to be used on Roll20 specifically uh, for D&D 5th edition. And they've got uh, the Strange Starter Pack, which is a blank campaign to help those starting a customized game of The Strange. I don't know what The Strange is, but it's something for Monty, Monty Cook Games. Cool. Uh, uh, I'm just reading here that they've also released, together with Critical Role, a, uh, a free full conversion of the Frozen Sick Adventure, which I believe comes with the Explorer's Guide to Wildmont or Wildmount. Oh, nice. Uh, and if you're a pro subscriber, uh, you get the preview of Dungeon of the Mad Mage Adventure for free, and you get the introductory adventure from Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Nice. Uh, as well as a bunch of map and art packs for you to use. Yeah. Uh, so they've got a bunch of stuff available for free. I'm sure, actually, now that we're looking this up, I'm going to quickly take a look and see what uh, Fantasy Grounds might be doing. Uh, they don't have as much of a blog, and I am not going to wander through the forums, but I'm... I would be surprised if they didn't have something for folks to take advantage of uh, for free users or for paid users. Um, but yeah, so those are the the big two that are kind of all-in-one solutions that take care of everything for you. Yeah. Um, but I, there are plenty of other solutions out there. Before we get to those, I do want to say, um, not not to rag on these, I think Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds are great services. But another problem you might find if you're a player is that I believe for free, they only have the SRD content. So if you want to be playing something from, you know, one of the subclasses that's not covered by that, 
uh, you may not be able to without doing extra work to make your character. Yes, that is correct. The The character sheets for 5th edition uh, like are free. And basically, the thing is with World 20 that they've got a... They call it the compendium so that you can uh, create... They have a, like, a character generator so you can build your character and it'll take care of... Uh, adding all the appropriate skills and, and helping you figure out stats and everything like that. And when you level up, you can uh, like drag and drop spells onto your spellcasting class, or you can find the right skills and drag them, drop them onto your character sheet. But for a free account, you are limited to the SRD, which means that, you know, you can still add spells and have roll 20 do all the rolling for you automatically. It's just, it requires more work to, to get that all set up for sure. So, uh, getting uh, to the next thing, what do you do if uh, you don't want to use those? <laughs> so next up are all of the video and voice messenger messaging services. So like this is Discord, Slack, Facebook Messenger, Google Hangouts, Skype, WhatsApp, whatever you've got that lets you see and talk to people using your webcam and microphone. Yeah, and um, I would uh, I would really encourage uh, at this point to to. I know I prefer to have the camera on anyway, but, you know, just so you can see your friends and stuff like that, maybe play with the webcam on so you can kind of see how everyone's doing and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and some of these will let you do screen sharing so that uh, you as the DM are still able to do things like uh, you can share your screen and show them an image uh, of the map to give them an idea of where they're placed or uh, show them a picture of an NPC they've just met so that uh, or in some of them you can just share the link like if you're in discord just uh, have a text chat going where you can paste images and stuff in so there's plenty of options there and that takes care of the uh, the social aspect of it but when you're using kind of these like homebrew tools to play a game there are some other things that you've got to take care of. And I think the biggest one for role-playing games is rolling dice. And uh, there's the simple solution of just point your webcam down at your table and roll some dice and like show people what the result is. Uh, but that can get tiring. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I, I would get annoyed by having to move my, my webcam all the time. Uh, so a solution that I found that's actually really cool is if you're screen sharing, you can go to Google and you can type in, for example, roll 2d6 into Google, and it'll do that for you. Yeah, straightforward, super easy. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, because um, I do I do DM through Google Hangouts occasionally, I just, I just let people roll and tell me what the result is. I don't really care if they're not honest. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's there as an option if, for example, you're like, you're already trying to sort out like webcams and audio and all this other stuff, not having to deal with dice, especially if maybe you don't have a huge desk to work with being able to roll dice virtually can be pretty useful. Yeah. And also very helpful for if you have someone who is kind of using social isolation as an opportunity to play D and D and try it out for the first time this way, they don't need to even have dice if they want to play. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, and uh, one last thing is uh, myself, I like to have a, a record of what's happened in a campaign to keep notes, basically. And there's um, a solution that I've used in the past is a, is a site called Obsidian Portal, 
which is a site that lets you write uh, kind of a blog for your your campaign. So you can do a write-up after a session. Uh, you can set up a wiki to have things like uh, information on the maybe the pantheon that the characters need to, the players need to know about, or, you know, political information or stuff like that. Um, and there's Obsidian Portal. There's another site called World Anvil that I haven't used very much. Um, but there's, you can also just create a Google Doc or do something in a, in a Dropbox folder where you just share some documents with your players so that they have access to some of this information. Because, uh, having a shared place to to take notes can be really useful when you're playing remotely. Cause that's something that worked really well. The last time that I played remotely was one player was in charge of taking notes every session so that when we came back in a week or two weeks, uh, there was a shared document that everybody could see and be like, Oh, right. This is what we got up to last time. Awesome. Um, I also quickly, before we move on, want to talk about oh wait no sorry this is for the next topic um (laughs) sorry go ahead sean um so the next thing is that uh there are games that are going to be easier to play online uh for example fate fate is a lot easier to play remotely than DD um I was thinking that Fiasco would be easier, but I, then I realized that that requires having a whole bunch of D6s on a table that people can move around. Um, but maybe you, you can figure out a fun way to play Fiasco with your friends remotely. Um, and there's games like the... Some games actually work a little bit better in something like Roll20, like Star, uh, Star Wars Edge of the Empire, because you can create a game in roll 20 that has the proper dice so that you can do the rolls and everything properly in roll 20. Uh, that might be a little bit harder in, uh, if you're not using a, a, a solution set up to handle games with custom dice, but, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of more narrative focused games out there that you can play that don't require as much dice and can be easier to play with just a webcam, a microphone and some friends. Yeah, and there are also like a ton of uh, free one-page RPGs if you go looking for them. Uh, so Lasers and Feelings immediately springs to mind. Uh, actual Cannibal Shia LaBeouf is really fun. Um, there, there are uh, Honey Heist. Honey Heist, yeah, that's that's a that's a kind of the big popular one. Um, somebody made a Carly Rae Jepsen version of Lasers and Feelings, which <laughs> I feel like is worth looking into for folks um but the point is is there are if you maybe you know you want to try an rpg and you kind of found this episode there are a bunch of free ones yeah and you don't need books for them often they're short documents they're really easy to jump into like literally a single page pdf that has all of the rules and character creation stuff on it some of them might pack that page a little bit more densely, but something like Honey Heist is really easy to pick up and play. And it's something that you could also play, like if you're uh, self-isolating with your family and you're stuck at home with them, it's something that you can do to to pass the time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um. And I think the last thing is that um, the most important thing really is to, to just keep in touch with your friends and uh, to, like we said, to self-isolate, but not be socially distant. So even if all you do is have a group text chat where you're doing free-form role-playing or you're doing 
doing that just with like a video cam and a microphone and you're just hanging out and role playing and maybe flipping a coin or rolling a single d6 to figure out what happens the most important thing is to still you know be together with your friends and play these games that have brought us so much joy when we're able to play in person uh but now that option is very limited so still try to get out there and and play just doing it through a webcam yeah and you know you know please reach out to your friends and make sure everyone's doing fine if you haven't heard from them um, if you are uh, fortunate enough to uh, be healthy and maybe some of your friends are sick, you know, maybe offer to pick them up some groceries and drop them off for them. Uh, of course, don't, you know, leave them outside the door so they can get them. Don't expose yourself, but, you know, you know, just kind of, you know, help your community out in ways that you can. Yeah, because I think it's one of the things that has kind of consistently blown my mind is just how amazing the community around all of these tabletop role-playing games not just D, but all of the games that i've checked out seem to have some form of awesome community out there and i'd really like to see everybody use this as an opportunity to show everybody how awesome the community can be and even if and something to keep in mind is that if you can't play like maybe you don't have a webcam or uh you're just not comfortable being on a webcam there's still parts of the D and tabletop community that you can take part in like there lots of people are streaming games right now they're streaming their role-playing sessions on twitch or on mixer and you can still get in the chat and hang out and and uh be part of the community that way there's lots of ways to interact and be social in this in this kind of crazy hectic time you know what uh, i w- i would really enjoy Maybe maybe do it as a favor for me and Sean. Uh, tell us about the games you're playing right now and what you're doing. You know, send us a message at DMs of Vancouver on Twitter or email us at at, at, at DMs of Vancouver at gmail.com and, and let us know what you're up to. Yeah, send us a picture of the the crazy setup you and your gang have for playing remotely. Let us know uh, how you guys have adapted to to playing while you're all stuck inside and. Uh, if you are an experienced online player, maybe uh, maybe do some threads like Sean did a few days ago, giving some advice and having some suggestions of what people can do. Yeah, uh, but I think that's that's it for this this bonus episode. Uh, here's hoping everybody stays safe and stays healthy. Yeah, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people you're living with, and you know, please take the social isolation bit seriously. We gotta kind of yeah. do our part to keep as many people safe as we can right now yep uh normally this is where we ask final questions and and plugs but i think it's a bonus episode so we're going to skip all of that for this time uh, no and i have uh, a final i have a final question for you sean what what are you doing during all what are you doing during all of this to you know to to keep your spirits up uh for myself it's playing video games uh trying i think we're going to try and organize some video hangouts with the cave goblins on our discord uh and on thursdays uh running the jackbox party games uh, and other party games for folks on our mixer channel uh mixer.com slash cave goblins uh yeah and also trying to get outside every once in a while and still be socially distancing but just not inside for an entire week (laughs) yeah good call (laughs) 
Um, yeah. And what about what about you? I guess I, I'll throw the question <laughs> back to you. Uh, well, like I said earlier, I'm doing my best to talk to you, somebody from outside my household, at least once a day, if not more. Um, setting up, I'm using the Netflix Party app, which you suggested to me the other day to watch movies with folks. Um, I'm playing video, some video games. I'm trying to to plan more episodes of our show. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm working on a podcast with past guest, uh, Jonathan Uriel, which will be out eventually, probably not for quite a while, but you know, we've started working on it more seriously. Okay. Um, I just had a thought that it would be amazing if the Dungeons and Dragons movie was on Netflix, because then we could watch that with Netflix party as a, as a, as a bonus episode or something, but it apparently is not on Netflix, which makes mm. me a little bit sad. Um, but anyways, I think we should probably end this thing before we just continue yeah. rambling on. <laughs> yeah, just ramble too, too much. Um, hmm, one sec. Uh, yeah, you're right. Not on here at all. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Stay safe out there, and uh, I hope you have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to DMs of Vancouver. We acknowledge that the land we live, work, and play on is the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. In recognition of that fact, we ask that you please support Raven, a charity that helps support Indigenous people throughout Canada. You can find them at raventrust.com. We are a part of the Cave Goblin Network. To check out other shows on the network, please visit cavegoblins.com. You can support the show and the network by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash cavegoblins. You can also support the show by leaving us a review on iTunes or talking about the show. You can find us on Twitter at DMs of Vancouver, at Jesse Boros, and at Sean P. Hagen. Our art is done by the wonderful Haley Boros. See more of her work at haleyboros.com. Our theme music is Overworld by Kevin McLeod. Find his work at acompatech.com. I was told that once, Frost Cricket was a humble prefect of the Celestial City. But when Wanderlust whispered her name, she left to travel the Earth on foot. Her journeys inspired many stories, and those stories inspired other stories. Some idiot wrote them all down, and ever since, fools have been telling and retelling the tales of Frost Cricket. Hear them all on the Cave Goblin. I'm Piers Ray. Sitting with me is Eric Ivanovich. My name is Eric Ivanovich. We're the hosts of Podcast vs. Podcast right here on the Cave Goblin Network. This is the only podcast pitching show on the internet. Tune in, find out if we can ever find the perfect podcast, or, more importantly, can we agree on it? This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.